2: I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we
1: touch him? No,
0: don't. Help me.
2: Help. Help. Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the manly, manly Warhol Man Cave. Inside, of course, the Melbourne Law Studio, protected by crime prevention all the time, 24-7, 365. And you're watching the Ward Scott Finals, and this is Professor Ward Scott here in the Ward Hole Man Cave. Now, it's a nice Tuesday, and we'll get into the weather to bottom of the hour, compliments of Lewis Oil. Meanwhile, style cuts. I've been thinking about journeying there and getting my ears set out, as my father used to say, or policed up, or this other term. I guess in preparation for a mugshot was what he was always thinking. But um be that as it may, you know, he was a uh disciplinarian type father, so um naturally I rebelled. You can tell that, can you not? Anyway, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today locally to begin with. Uh is really getting the heat, it's heating up. And it's long overdue. It's much deserved, and uh it's about time, you know, um there was justice, if we say. You know, we, we know what we're talking about here. By the way, I want to uh, tell you that yesterday, Monday, the third or fourth, I can't remember what it was, meeting yet again of the so-called citizen input on the canine issue got called off. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Somebody came to their common sense. Um, you know, it was crashed by the black activist who is just a, a pain in the, in the rear and everybody got to see it. Uh, on our show, and um, there it is. I mean, it is what it is. It's been around yakking like that forever and a day and causing all sorts of delays, not really getting anything done, you know, talking to hear its own head rattle. So now the canine thing has been called off. This doesn't mean that they'll reinstate the canine deal. Uh, Lord only knows how the minds of the bureaucracy of, Gainesville work, if there are such things as mines. I I just don't think there really is much there. They're handsomely paid. They pay themselves a lot. Uh, They think a lot of themselves. But, of course, meanwhile, the public has suffered. Uh, It's kind of a closed shop. The only people who vote in these elections uh, are the Democrats, and then the only ones who vote in these city elections are the, oh, kind of the party get along to get along democrats and everybody else has just given up and gone the other way and uh even moved out of town or or just stuck their head in the sand and, and stay away from the decaying inner, inner city and all of the you know lefty ideolo- ideology but you know Chuck Clemens who's a personal friend Has been for a long time, smart guy, um, very patient, polite person, thinks things through thoroughly and listens and works at the college at Santa Fe as the uh, head of the foundation, raising money for the college. Uh, He's been a county commissioner, in case you didn't know it, and um, knows his way around the political world. A very polite, but also very bright and very firm He's filed this bill, um, HB 1645. I want to thank our good friend Jennifer Cabrera at Alonso Chronicle. Uh, We um, support each other for writing up a very good um, analysis of the bill and what it does. It's, of course, as you know, all about reigning in the theft. I mean, that's really what you have to call it the theft of um, Ainsville Regional Utilities to underwrite all the pet projects that the woke want to uh, perpetrate on mankind. Now, make no mistake about it. There is a leftist assault. That's the title of today's show. There is an unrelenting, well-financed leftist assault. And
0: it isn't going away. And it uh, doesn't ever allow um, temporary obstacles to deter it.
2: Because they always try to figure a way around it, all the way up to disbanding the Supreme Court of the United States uh, to, um, hey, advocating that voting be even less accountable than it already is. So this bill is about to come uh, to a head in Tallahassee, and I predict, of course, that it
0: will pass. And uh, what it's going to do is it's going to stop the hemorrhaging.
2: And by that, we mean get ready, though, those of you
0: who live in Gainesville who are taxed by them. Um, they're going to have to get the money for their pet
2: projects somewhere. They're not going to be able to go to the to the uh, cash cow, GRU, which they've done forever and a day. And they might still be getting away with it today. If they hadn't been so headstrong with P. Green, P. Green underhand, ramming the biomass plant down everybody's throat because she bought into the woke ideology and then twisted everybody else's arm to do it too and still runs things from behind the scenes. She has a surrogate here in in the form of Chestnut, Cynthia Chestnut. Cynthia Chestnut is a professional political hack has drawn more paychecks from more political bodies over more years
0: really than anybody I personally know. It's always been nice to me. Um, that's beside the point here. She's threatened to it's kind of a paper tiger
2: because I don't know how she's going to get it done. Push back on this legislation when it passes and challenge it and Weave it through the courts. I can assure you that uh, that's going to take money. Where are they going to get that money from?
0: They're not going to get it from the cash cow. So what left doesn't quit, though? And they don't listen. They think they're morally
2: superior. They think, as you know, that the Constitution's old fashioned. The charters don't matter. They pretty much got the courts working under their thumb. The courts are extremely liberal, turning loose people that are out performing the
0: same mischief they did that sent them in. Um, They've got the academic
2: institutions under their thumb, except they're really mad now that there's a Republican president of the University of Florida. And they're really mad about New
0: College, which I'm going to get into in a little bit. You see, they like to control everything. They would like to control the police. That's why they made their assault on canines. Um,
2: They'd like to control academics and the school boards. Shove critical race theory down your throat. They're going to meet on rezoning. Uh, They'll never get that right.
0: Um, You know, it really doesn't leave much. So now cometh the bill. And the bill is going to be uh, authority that they don't have any control over. So the governor
2: is going to issue a public notice once this bill passes, soliciting citizen nominations for the board, at uh, some point between July 1 and October 1. And these nominations will be open for 30 days, and Jennifer has written about this in her article. Uh, then the governor will appoint the initial
0: members of the authority. So if you're thinking about being on this board, uh, go ahead and
2: or know somebody you'd like to have on it, nominate them. Uh, one member's term will expire on October 1st, 2024, another October 1st, 2025, another October 1st, 2026, and two will expire uh, October 1st, 2027.
0: And then after that, the appointments will be for four years. So um, the first meeting of
2: this new GRU authority is already set set for 6 p.m. on Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. Put that in your daybook. That's going to be the date of the first official action of the authority. And what they will do then is they'll elect a chair and a vice chair from among its members. And the GRU general manager will serve until the authority appoints a general manager. Could be the same manager, although I rather doubt it, since he was put in place by the uh, Angel City Commission. And therefore, it can be assumed that he uh, uh, has their paint, if you will. Uh, In case you're making money, think about making money off this, you will not be compensated. uh, But your expenses will be reimbursed after the majority of the members approve them. And the authority will meet monthly
0: and will be a sunshine board. Let me just take a sip of coffee on that. All GRU employees will report to this general manager
2: who will have the exclusive authority to hire, fire and set salaries. And the general manager's salary will be set by this uh, board. So if there's any existing advisory boards or any other utility advisory boards that the city commission has established, they're going to
0: cease to exist. This authority is going to be the be all end all. Now. The bill. puts a cap? On the general services
2: contribution, which is now called the general transfer, fund transfer, and that's what uh, the city commission has been,
0: that's the piggy bank they've been dipping into without any governance. There's going to be a cap on that,
2: and uh, it may not exceed the amount left over after operating expenses uh, are subtracted from net revenues any excess funds will be dedicated to debt service or used as equity and future projects. In other words, it's not going to go in to the slush fund of the city of Gainesville. Now they can gripe all they want to over there in uh, uh, GRU land. It's not going to make any difference. It's just simply not going to make any difference. and, they can um, deal with it as they see uh, fit. They're going to have to learn to live with it, and so, be, what so be it. I mean, that's to to learn to live with it, and and you know, govern themselves accordingly. I had to turn my volume down. I got several computers going here, so um, the bill is going to go through some committee stops. and going to go to the floor of the House and the Senate. Um.
0: And then it'll land on the governor's desk. Now, you know what's so unusual about this? Really unusual about this. And I really applaud Clemens for this. For the longest time, nobody has cared what is going on in Alachua County. Alachua County is considered to be Crazy, full of, you know, exactly what it's full of, academic eggheads, don't have any practical sense. So the rest of the state ignores it. Um, the legislature, up until now, really could care less. You know, if Walshville County implodes, so be it. They run themselves. They elect their own county
2: commissions, their own school boards, their own city commissions. And if they
0: screw up, why should we waste our time and money trying to bail them out? That's been the the attitude. A well-deserved attitude. So it's really... Quite an accomplishment, and Perry deserves some uh, kudos here, too. It's really an accomplishment to get the bill created, A, to B, get the legislature to actually care, and C, to get the governor to perk up and pay attention. You see, when we had Democratic governors, it wasn't any different. Alonso County was taken for granted. It would always be Democratic. But now that the state has come to its senses and is actually fighting wokeism from Disney to the school boards to the State attorney's offices, oh, you've got the weather vane blowing in a different direction. And suddenly, you know, they've decided maybe that people here in Lodgeville County are getting ripped off by incompetent leaders. And the place to take a look at it, you know, these people couldn't even balance their own books. Outsiders couldn't help balance the books because the gov- government of Gainesville hadn't kept good records. Everything from the butt-lift bandit to you name it. Switching to city managers like musical chairs, canning the Gru managers, if they didn't march with the drummer, yanking the cops in and taking away the dogs, and giving the international fighter pilot salute, psycho psycho does to her constituents. that tells one of them to can't believe you're still breathing our air. It's quite a crowd over there, and, and it's not any better. Because it's got seven instead of five. And seven complicates things. With seven, you may have two good ones, but that's not the majority. So this is being done, as Jennifer Cabrera writes, solely for the physical and financial benefit of GRU and its customers. And as you know, this has enormous implications for commercial here. Commercial people pay out to yin-yang for this power. The school board takes a whammy. The school system takes a whammy. Because it buys its power from GRU. A monopoly run by the inmates of the asylum. So there you are. That is great news. Long overdue, entirely reasonable, but watch the professional politician hack, Cynthia Chestnut,
2: Thumping already at your chest, saying, "Oh, we're going to fight it back. Good luck." With well, who's money?
0: You're certainly not going to fight back with the GRU money. So big day, big day that bill filed. In turn, in the election world, there's an election bill that's been filed. I'm going to go into that a little bit. Not by
2: our representatives, but by another representative in the legislature. But this is something that's been compiled by our investigator-instigator, who has been covering this for quite some time,
0: as you know. Really groundbreaking coverage. This is just one little vignette. Foreign influence in Florida elections. Now we know that Zuckerberg, and by the way, near as I can figure, COVID is the reason Trump lost. COVID. Here's why. When COVID came, absentee ballots. Increased. To finance the increase in absentee ballots, Zuckerberg pumped money into private money into a public election. Absentee ballots are the most porous form of voting. And there were gobs of money spent by this supervisor right here, Zuckerbuck's money, to proliferate the use of them, And that does not take into account foreign influence. Forward Florida, is the first six-figure
2: campaign contributions were $100,000 checks in 2017 from George Soros. And Soros and his family and all the tentacles he has would go on to donate $1,350,000
0: to Florida elections. And that doesn't include dark money contributions. Now, let me me just tell you, the left has this figured out. And there's some other things I'm going to go through this today in the program to show you what the left is using, already planning. And quite frankly, I don't see anybody in the Republican world confronting it. Now, in the Florida Senate, and USA Today covered this, the SB 7050 that is in this legislature that is trying
2: to do something about the lax accountability of voting. And just to go through some of the things that are in this.
0: And the Gainesville Sunset covered this as well. This is pretty widely being covered about the state. Reducing the frequency of required campaign finance reports. What's the big deal there? Well, locally, <clears throat> you know that the max went from 500 to 250 because of chestnut. You know what made you have to report more frequently and double your efforts and- A lot of emphasis on hawking that down
2: by making you file frequently. And when you file, of course, what happens
0: is the left watches that. Then in cahoots with the newspaper, squeals that so-and-so contributed to you in order to give you a bad reputation before the election. When I was running, the Birkenstock reporter, Cindy Swerko, revealed that I took money from corporations. Why'd she do that? Because in Alachua County, a Democrat County, a corporation is a bad entity. And so by smearing me in the paper, by simply reporting, quote unquote,
2: the facts, people would read that and say, oh,
0: my God, I'm not voting for him. He obviously is getting money, big money. And that is to whom he will owe his allegiance. If he elected, he won't owe it to the common man. And so these reports were frequently filed for the purposes of spying and poisoning the public mind. You have to kind of be have been through this to understand what's behind reducing the frequency of required campaign finance reports. You see why? This is the left. The left knows how to monitor every single layer and to make it look like it's something it isn't. Criminalizing harassment of election workers. The left will line up. Yvonne Henson
2: Rawls, that was her her name at that time, actually went into a precinct
0: as an elected official and intimidated voters. When caught doing it, the supervisor did not discipline Yvonne Henson Rawls. The supervisor fired the poll watcher because the poll watcher was responsible for keeping Yvonne Henson Rawls, I think it was a hundred feet, away from the precinct. You know, another thing that the left knows how to do. I don't know if this bill passed. Don't blame the election worker. Blame Yvonne Henson Rawls. Criminalize her harassment. She busted past the the election worker. Let me get back from a bottom-of-the-hour break. I'll go through some other things in this bill and tell you why they are
2: of interest to anybody who's actually run for office, as I have. So stay tuned on the Ward Scott Files. Professor Ward Scott here in the manly warthog man cave inside the tiny woods of north central Florida, God's country. we we'll be right back.
1: Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Scott Files Gold Sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On-the-Spot Dry Cleaners, r Construction, and Stop Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com
2: Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy.
1: Can we touch him? No, thanks. Help me! Help! Help!
0: Now for the weather brought. This is Ward Scott. Sanders practice facility and fields. Learn fatherhood tips and participate in activities with your kids while rotating
1: through stations on the field. It's only $25 per family, so register today at allprodad.com slash events. The Gainesville All Pro Dad Experience is brought to you by the
0: Florida Department of Education, Dairy Council of Florida, and Tyson. Rain here at the Piney Woods location, but not a
2: lot. Uh, it's going to be soaring temperatures, ironically, now in the central and eastern United States. After all this bad weather and after all the snow and everything, all of a sudden, abrupt whiplash, and you're going to get soaring temperatures, warmth, and spring is arriving. Um, doesn't sound like climate control to me. And uh, <laughs> meanwhile, we go we're, we're in for some downpours, maybe. We got some over on the surf yesterday in St. Augustine and Jacksonville. Uh, we'll probably get some more rain Thursday. We'll see how that goes. Uh, so, anyway, we got spring has sprung, for whatever it's worth. There you are. And uh, hang on.
0: Well, I'm going over uh, a bill and explaining to you what is, it means.
2: Um, this is a Senate bill. SB 7050 has about 27 changes to the elections code. I don't know if it'll pass or not, but I'm going through why some of these things are worth passing. I think you'll agree that the next one really is worth passing. Uh, Next uh, item of this bill, as I read them
0: um, would require first time voters to cast their ballots in person. Now, what is so difficult about that? Huh? You'd have to do it if you have not gotten a state-issued driver's license or an ID card or social security number. I do not recommend showing that social security number to anybody. So if you didn't have all that, you have to show up in person and establish you are who you say you are. It also increases fines for election law violations. Um, That's really nothing that would necessarily pertain
2: to the others that I've been talking about. The next one would, it would place new burdens on third-party voter registration organizations. And this is really where the ballot harvesting goes on. And people go out and we had a little ballot harvesting going on in the Alachua County Jail. And it was being done by, of all
0: things, the Supervisor of Elections Office. During COVID, we might add. Can you believe it? I mean, that was really ballot harvesting. Our investigator-instigator caught it. Nobody else would ever caught that. Sex offenders. Nobody else would ever catch it. Mail-in votes. How are you going to to validate these mail-in votes? This bill would advocate for signature verification. Which is very difficult, extremely difficult. So I'm all for that, but I don't know how much I don't know how to do. The subject today is, of course, the left's assault, and I guess you crawl inside the head of a person who is a lefty. First thing you have to establish is what's their motivation. And I think it can be summarized that they think that the country is imperfect. They bought into Obama. I'm going to fundamentally change America. You see, because America is born in sin and all this kind of crap. Hence the critical race theory. At all. Where is this stuff being incubated, percolated, fed, is in the academic system. The academic system is without doubt liberal i part of it for 40 years. I know what I'm talking about.
2: I never will forget the day my department chair said the word profit
0: was a dirty word. God, I looked up at him. I couldn't believe it. You know, Hillsdale College, to which I donate, takes no money from the federal government. It is about a an open and free climate for exchange of ideas as any I know of. But it's being called a dirty name by people from New College in Sarasota who are trying to accuse DeSantis of trying to change New College to Hillsdale College and push the ideas of the quote-unquote extreme right. That quote comes from a faculty member
2: who is resigning from New College who says he feels like burning the buildings
0: down. He calls the ideas of Hillsdale College ideas of the extreme right. Extreme right. That means constitution, open and free debate, um, all that kind of business. So, In case you don't know it, New College has had its trustees replaced. Let me just talk about what governors do when they become governors. When Jeb Bush became the governor of the state of Florida, there were 169, I think think it was 169, total community college trustees in the state of Florida. They were Democrats because Childs had been the governor. The governor appoints trustees. The first thing Bush did was replace all 169 trustees with Republicans. There's nothing new about this. This is one of the spoilers that goes to the winner. Now this guy, Aaron Hillgas, he's an applied data science
2: teacher apparently graduated from New College and came back as employed, wrote that he would burn down the campus buildings if he were not more patriotic. If I were more patriotic, I'd burn the college's buildings to the ground, he wrote. However, the soft spot in my heart for the students and faculty who remain
0: prevents this. Thus, I will vote with my feet and simply walk away. So he quit his job at the college because he said that college had become a tool of the far right. This is an example, yet again, of the unrelenting assault by the left on anything that challenges their way of doing business. The press picks this up and proliferates this nonsense. It's seen in the smearing of Clarence Thomas, which you may be aware of. The left is of course has an assault on the Supreme Court. Thomas has a longtime friendship with a guy named Harlan Crow, who's a wealthy Texas real estate developer. And the reporters digging around, digging and digging and digging, because they are actually agents of the left. The media is an agent of the left. Discovered to their delight that each summer, Thomas and his wife spent a vacation week this gentleman's place in the Eridondacks. But in their writing of their discovery, they loaded the narrative with words and phrases designed to convey all this was disreputable. Now this analysis has been pointed out by the editorial people for this journal. I've taken a look at it. I see so much of this, that this is old hat. Here are some of the words and phrases that um, they use to describe Mr. Crow. He has a super yacht. The trips that Clarence Thomas took with his wife and Mr. Crow and his family were quote unquote luxury trips. Sprawling ranch. Sprawling ranch. Private chefs. Elegant accommodations, opulent lodge, that's the medium. But the facts are that the court rules at the time Thomas took these trips didn't require that any of them be disclosed. He knew that. So what's the press up to? It's the left assault. Furthermore, this gentleman doesn't have any business before the United States Supreme Court that the court would sit in judgment of. He doesn't even have any cases in the lower courts. ProPublica is the one that wrote this. And they have phrases that Crow has deep connections in conservative politics. Do you see the smear job going on here? Do you see what's going on here? left assault, unrelenting. This is all, of course, an attempt to tarnish Clarence Thomas because he's a linchpin of that conservative court. And if there's anything that Trump got done, it was making those appointments to the Supreme Court. And you can bet that this left assault is going to try to create scandals. It's going to try to tarnish the justice. It's going to try to uh, tarnish the current court. It's going to try to imply that there's some kind of corruption.
2: Even going to state, as Democratic Representative Ted Lieu did,
0: For the good of the country, Thomas should resign, for the good of the country. So the liberal press, in case you wondered, rides an ethical high horse. And the left is furious. that of all the battles it is winning, and it's winning most of them, they haven't been able to win the one with control of the court. You can use your notes on any test. Remember that. In Tennessee, there is no more glaring example in my mind of a corruption of the facts than the reportage about the Tennessee legislature. Expelling Justin Jones and Justin Pearson. You know, I've told you I was the city manager. We had a disruptive member of the Archer City Commission. That was so rude. And so crazy and so uncontrollable, and so disruptive. Her behavior made the mayor cry in frustration, among other things. And I stepped in and told the city commission, you can use your own rules to discipline her and attempt to bring the quorum back to the meetings. And I said, furthermore, if you vote to have
2: these rules applied and she disrupts the meeting, then for I will have sheriff deputies here to
0: escort her from this meeting. Period. Period. It's the rules. You can raise your hand, so to speak. You can ask to be recognized. That's the way you do it. You don't come into the house floor in Tennessee with bullhorns. And leading spectators in the gallery in chance of gun control now. You don't do it that way. And so what's your recourse? You maintain order. You have them expelled if they don't shut up. You can't have fringe crazies hijacking the meetings. We saw that happen with a canine meeting. A crazy came in, disrupted
2: the whole thing. And the dadgum city manager and the
0: police chief couldn't apply the rules to shut her up. They were scared of whatever. You don't do that. You throw her out. And now you've got crazy Kamala Harris who has nothing to do. Go out there and say it's an assault on democracy. It's exactly the opposite. It's protecting democracy. Democracy is not about mob rule and shouting. It's about an orderly process of conversation. Hey, it's the way you run a classroom. You don't let the crazies run the classroom. You don't let the crazies run the college. You follow the rules, the constitution, the charters. You'd be amazed how many people don't have the guts to, to apply them. I think it's one of the worst, well, the worst I've seen was Pelosi tire, tearing up the State of the Union address behind Trump. That is the worst
2: display. An infantile, childish behavior
0: that I've seen from a public official in my lifetime. And I've seen a lot of it. A lot of them. Just amazing. The left doesn't care, apparently, about the rules. They are about mob shouting. And they are about spreading the propaganda that the Republicans are the mortal threat to, to democracy, but it works. I watch the news reports of this. They never ever
2: talk about what I'm talking about with you. I'm probably the most knowledgeable. I watch these guys. I watch Fox. I watch Friends. I'm probably the most knowledgeable talk show commentator about these subjects that you'll
0: ever listen to. I say that unabashedly. I've been all these things. I've been a professor. I've been a politician. I've been a committee chair. I've run big city study halls. By myself. And you could hear a pin drop. I'm serious. You could study. There were no paper wads. There was no gum chewing. Not on my study hall. It's called a study hall. You can find anybody more knowledgeable about this stuff than I am. And I even take my hat off to Rush Limbaugh, but he was an old DJ. He was never in the public seats. The left's assault is unrelenting, okay?
2: It is well thought out. It is all about mob rule. There's another story here I don't have time to go into about how Biden is actually trying to divide America into even more
0: racial groups so that he can pit them against each other. But alas, I'm going to run out of time and I'm not going to be able to do that story justice. I'm not
2: going to be able to talk about where Gen X fits in all this, which I was going to do. I'll save that for another
0: day. But don't think that the left doesn't know what it's doing. And don't think they don't have a tactic. And buddy, it's tough to confront them. You better... Be a leader to confront them. Have a great day. Warthog Command Center out.